Here we are again. Thank you very much for joining me in the program as the sun sets. My name is Father Emil, and I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful day. It's Monday, and we begin another week, and uh, we change gear once again just to settle down at the end of the day and simply place ourselves in the presence of the Lord, praise Him, worship Him, and reflect on the Scriptures. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia.
You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips. Psalm 44, a royal wedding song. My heart overflows with noble words, and to the king I must speak the song I have made. My tongue is nimble as the pen of a scribe. You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips, because God has blessed you forevermore. O mighty one, gird your sword upon your thigh. In splendor and state, ride on in triumph for the cause of truth and goodness and right. Take aim with your bow in your dread right hand. Your arrows are sharp, peoples fall beneath you. The foes of the king fall down and lose heart. Your throne, O God, shall endure forever. A scepter of justice is the scepter of your kingdom. Your love is for justice and your hatred for evil. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above other kings. Your robes are fragrant with aloes and myrrh. From the ivory palace you are greeted with music. The daughters of kings are among your loved ones. On your right stands the queen in gold of Ophir. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. Listen, O daughter, give ear to my words. Forget your own people and your father's house. So will the king desire your beauty. He is your lord. Pay homage to him. And the people of Tyre shall come with gifts. The richest of the people shall seek your favor. The daughter of the king is clothed with splendor, her robes embroidered with pearls set in gold. She is led to the king with her maiden companions. They are escorted amid gladness and joy. They pass within the palace of the king. Sons shall be yours in place of your fathers. You will make them princes over all the earth. May this song make your name forever remembered, and may the peoples praise you from age to age. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. God planned to bring all things together under Christ when the fullness of time had come. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual gift in the heavenly places. 
He chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. He destined us in love to be his sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us. He has made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of his will, according to his purpose which he set forth in Christ. His purpose he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. God planned to bring all things together under Christ when the fullness of time had come. Our Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 5. Now seeing the crowds, Jesus went up the hill. And there he sat down and was joined by his disciples. And then he began to speak, and this is what he taught them. How happy are the poor in spirit! Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy the gentle, they shall have the earth for their heritage. Happy those who mourn, they shall be comforted. And happy those who hunger and thirst for what is right, they shall be satisfied. Happy the merciful, they shall have mercy shown them. And happy the pure in heart, they shall see God. Happy the peacemakers, they shall be called the sons of God. And happy those who are persecuted in the cause of right, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy are you when people abuse you and persecute you and speak all kinds of calumny against you on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. This is how they persecuted the prophets before you. Well, we go back to the Gospel of Matthew now, and we remember how Matthew was really writing to the converted Jews, 
people from Galilee and the surrounding areas, and he was writing to them. They knew the scriptures very, very well, of course, as everybody did in those days. They didn't have uh, Bibles the way you and I have it, with chapter and verse and all the rest of it, but they knew the scriptures, and they knew the scriptures off by heart. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I was one of those, so that I would also know the scriptures off by heart. But there are so many of us who do know the scriptures, and... Uh, they know the scriptures, chapters and verse, and they are very quick and, uh, and, uh, and, and quick to simply yes, narrate and say, this is uh, Colossians 1, chapter th uh, verse 2, and so on. People know exactly what it is, their favorite chapter and verse. Well, Matthew is writing to the converted Jews now in, uh, in, uh, from the Lake of Galilee and the surrounding areas. And they knew that when Moses... I was given the law. The, in the five books of Moses, the, 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 the five books at the beginning of the Bible, Moses also went up the mountain and came down and taught the crowds. And here Jesus goes up the mountain again, right? Very, it's a parallel journey, so to speak. Just as Moses went up the mountain, Jesus goes up the mountain. Moses went up the mountain and he brought down the, 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 the books of the Bible, so to speak, the Torah for in, in, in those days. And he taught the, those, uh, he taught the people the, um, the law of God. And here we have Jesus going up the mountain. He sits down. He's got a few of his disciples, not many, a few with him, but lots of people, crowds of people. And Jesus sits down and teaches them. He teaches them now not the law of Moses, but the new law, the new law of the kingdom. And so these, what we call Beatitudes, are really the doorways into the kingdom of heaven. So if we want to be part of God's family, part of the new covenant, then Jesus is saying, these are the laws you have to obey. These are, shall we call them, the doorways into the new kingdom and the kingdom of God. And the emphasis is very, very much on the marginalized and the poor. So Jesus speaks to these people and encourages them because what they need is encouragement. Matthew, writing a little bit later, finds that the people also need encouragement. And so he gives them this story of Jesus going up the mountain and giving the new law of entry into the kingdom. Because Matthew wants to encourage his people. They were also feeling a little bit forlorn and dejected and so on because of the authorities and so on. The, 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 the new era, um, the, new, the new time, the new kairos hadn't come about for them. They were expecting miracles in some sense. And, uh, and that didn't happen. And so they were feeling a bit dejected by this. And so Matthew wants to inject a little bit of new life. And so he dips into the life of Jesus and he takes out, because they knew the law, he takes out Jesus giving people now, the crowds, the new law and the doorways into the new law. Now these, these new laws that Jesus is talking about, it's, it's really the beginning of the teaching of Jesus. He goes onto the mountainside and he teaches people about this new law. He began to speak, and this is what he taught them, how happy are the poor in spirit. Because Jesus himself was somebody who was poor. He had nowhere to lay his head. He says himself, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So there are 
poor people and the poor that Jesus aligns himself with. And he makes the poor feel really loved and makes them feel great. And so he reaches out to the marginalized, for example, in his time, and he gives them hope. And so, too, it's the role of the church to reach out to the marginalized and the poor today to give people hope. But Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Because you can have people who are rich, but they can also be poor in spirit. You can have poor people who also want to be like the rich. And that's not what, those are not the ones that Jesus is talking to. He's saying, you are poor, and when you are poor, you rely solely on God for everything. You know, I, will remember, I always remember when I worked in the Free State many years ago and dealing with the poor people on the farms, for example, living in their little shacks and their huts on the farms, how they would share and how they would pray and how they would rejoice with each other, how family life was so important, the nuclear family as well as the broader family. They made one feel that it was all worthwhile, that it was... Yes, they were poor, but they loved one another. They shared with each other. They somehow lived the gospel in their lives. I remember on one little farm where I was, nobody could read or write except the young boy of 14, and he would read the gospel on the Sunday when they came together to pray. And the father of the family who, was, who couldn't read or write used to share on the gospel and encourage them to live the gospel and to live the spirit of the gospel. And then one day... This 14-year-old was killed in a motor car accident out on the road. And that whole community was sort of plunged into darkness. Now nobody could read or write. There was something beautiful about that little community as they would share the scriptures and just rejoice together. Blessed are the poor in spirit, says Jesus. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So if we want to become part of the kingdom, part of Christ's kingdom, then we must be like Christ, poor, depending on God for everything, being grateful to God for the very air we breathe, being grateful to God for the water we drink and the things we have to live on. Not to desire to be rich and independent and successful and have the whole world call us this, that, and the other thing, but to be ever grateful to God for what God gives us. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Happy are the gentle. They shall have the earth for their heritage. Those people who, yes, who are gentle, who take things in their stride, the people who don't desire more than they need to live on. People who deal lovingly and kindly with their neighbors, they'll have the earth for their heritage. Those who mourn, they shall be comforted. People who mourn the loss of their loved ones, people who mourn that, that society has dealt them a, a, a bad blow and that there's nothing for them to live for, and yet they can be ever grateful to God for whatever it is that they have. Those who mourn that they don't have the luxuries and the things that other people have, but they are grateful to God for what they have. They will be comforted. And so on. We go through all these various beatitudes, as we are called. Jesus spoke to the crowds, gave them encouragement, spoke to them about the kingdom, and it said the way into the kingdom is through the beatitudes. 
Matthew does the same with his disciples, the converted Jews. And he goes back and he takes out of the life of Jesus these particular doorways into the kingdom. And in the end, happy are those who are persecuted in the cause of right. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Not theirs will be the kingdom of heaven, but theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So when we live justice, when we live and, and do what we can in the cause of right, you are in the kingdom. Theirs is the kingdom. So when we struggle for justice, when we struggle for other people to have justice given them, dealt them, served them, they are already in the kingdom. So it's a wonderful, a wonderful reflection of what it means to be part of God's kingdom when we enter through the doorways set by Jesus. And may the Lord help us to, uh, to enter these doors with his grace that we might truly be part of his kingdom. Christ loved us and has washed away our sins with his blood. He made us a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. Christ loved us and has washed away our sins with his blood. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Christ loved us and has washed away our sins with his blood. The Lord has received us into his own self, into his heart, remembering his mercy. Alleluia. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm, he has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord has received us into his own self, into his heart, remembering his mercy. Alleluia. Now we make our prayers to Jesus, in whom we find rest for our souls, and we say to him, Beloved Lord, have mercy on us. Jesus, your heart was pierced by the lance, and from it flowed blood and water, so that your bride, the church, might be born. Keep her in holiness, without spot or wrinkle. Jesus, holy temple of God, you were condemned by men and raised up by the Father. Make the church the tabernacle of the Most High. Jesus, King and center of all hearts, in your loving mercy you never cease to draw us to yourself. 
Keep alive your covenant with us all. Support those who meet with difficulty and disappointment. Renew their confidence and their sense of purpose. Christ, our loving Lord, in your kindness, be with the sick and the poor, the weak and the dying. Bring them your comfort. And we commend to you all those who in their lifetime shared in the sacred ministry. Let them praise you forever in heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful God, since you have given us, your unworthy servants, the strength to work throughout the day, accept this evening's sacrifice of praise as we thank you for your gifts. And we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. Now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always. Feeling small When tears are in Your eyes I will dry them all I'm on your side Oh, when times get rough
Bridge over troubled water. That Michael W. Smith singing for us there. And that brings us to the end of our evening prayer. Thank you so much for joining me. Forgive me. I, it, it was, you, if you've got your breviaries with you, you will say, where did Father Abel get that uh, prayer now? Whatever it was. Sorry, I was in the wrong place, but I tried to get back on the track again. And I trust you saw where I did that. Anyway, that's we've prayed. We've praised the Lord. It's lovely just to be with you at this time of the day. So from me, Father Emil, enjoy your evening. I'll be with you again tomorrow morning at 6 for me. Good night and God bless.